Uh, good morning. Good morning. Hanukkah Sameach. I wanted to share a thought on Hanukkah, which I think is always relevant, particularly relevant at this time of the year in terms of our current events, um, what's going on in Israel, but really what's going on in America with regards to us as a nation. And there is a well-known statement that's in Masechet Sofrim, and the statement is that on the day during the period of Hanukkah, when there was the persecution, the religious persecution of the Greeks, to Am Yisrael, on the day when the Torah was translated into Greek, well, there was and should be forever a memory and understanding of sorrow. It's the day that's likened by the rabbis to Cheta Egel, to the sin of the golden calf. And there's no explanation provided. It just says that the translation of the Torah from Hebrew to Greek was like and is as tragic as Cheta Egel without any commentary, without any explanation. I'd like to suggest the following interpretation, but before doing so, I'd like to point out how difficult that statement is if you're to contrast it, compare it with Purim, for example. Look at Migilat Esther. In Migilat Esther, not only, well, not at all, it's not translated per se, but Migilat Esther has many words, not a few, many words which are not Hebrew at all. It didn't need to be translated. You have words like which the Gemara says we don't even know what that means. It's some sort of old Persian description of dignitaries and individuals. You have throughout Megillah they say the word dat, which according to many emanates from a Persian word as well. You have throughout Megillah they many words which are Persian in nature and origin. And nobody's uh, bemoaning that fact. Uh, not only are we not bemoaning it, that's the way the book was written. Well, what's so tragic about the book being translated into Greek? Uh, all the translated uh, works on the shelves, are those tragic as well? What is it that the Hachamim saw as the particular, the specific tragedy in the translation of the, Torah, of the Torah from Hebrew to Greek during time of Hanukkah, that they understood that as a tragic occasion uh, to the extent that maybe that in some way will reveal to us the nature of the victory of Hanukkah in contrast. I would suggest the following. Uh, it's, it's by means of uh, mashal to a certain extent. It's one that I've been living my entire life with. You know, you have this when you're a child and you imagine you outgrow it, but then you, it carries into your spousal relationship. Uh, who knows the words? It's not what you said, but it's how you said it, right? I mean, those are the words that have plagued me and I imagine every person, maybe every man, uh, throughout their life, uh, that's the, always the claim. It's not what you said. The words you said are fantastic. It's how you said it. And what's the, what's the claim being said in that moment? The claim is that your words may, might be spot on, but I don't feel yourself in it. Your delivery, the way in which you spoke it, the way in which you presented it, showed that there's something not genuine. Your own identity wasn't injected into this. That wasn't a part of your statement. You may have said, I'm sorry. You may have said, I did the wrong thing. But I can tell that's not your true intent based on the way you're saying it. I would suggest that Hanukkah, in contrast to Purim, is the holiday on which we remember, recall, and realize the threat to our identity. According to the Hachamim's memory, it was not just a time during which the Mikdash was at stake, it was a time during which much of our identity was being attacked. Uh, the examples of Milah and Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh being the attacked 
parts of who we are. That was the persecution. Those each define us in terms of our identity. I'm a Shomer Torah Mitzvot. I'm a Shomer Shabbat, we usually say. On say we say Shomer Shabbat. That defines a person. That's the definition of a Jew, generally speaking. A person who has a Berit Milah, a Jew as opposed to someone else. Rosh Chodesh, in the way that we calculate months, in the lunar calendar. Definitive of identity. That's a definitional of identity. That's the description through and through. That was the challenge. That was the crisis of Hanukkah. In contrast, it's the very different polar opposite of Purim. Purim was my physical identity being, uh, being uh, staked at, lo- at lost. In other words, uh, being given that challenge. Haman wants to wipe us out. He doesn't want to wipe out who we are. He just wants to wipe out us as a people, a period. It's for that reason, of course, that on Purim, we celebrate with drinks and food. On Hanukkah, although Stanley does with Sufganiyot, we generally speaking celebrate differently in a spiritual sense. What I'm suggesting in turn is that the Torah, in its words, in Hebrew, those words, as we read them, are identity in terms of who we are. Those are our words. So it's true, the translation will get across maybe the same message. You'll be able to tell the same story, the same laws, but in terms of identity, we'll be saying to the Torah, it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. We'd be saying that us as a traditional people, us as having an identity of Am Yisrael, losing the authentic, the genuine, the true text of the Torah, we're no longer reading it in Hebrew, we're reading it in a different language, we'll be getting across the same message. And we won't be lost as a people. That would be a Purim message. There's no problem in having Persian on Purim. We don't have an issue on that holiday about our identity. When it comes to a holiday on which we were challenged in our very identity, that's the time during which the rabbis look back and say, had the Torah been translated, and it was, into Greek, and people begin studying it in Greek, you have a loss of your very identity. In truth, the Gemara in Masechet Yoma and Daf Kaftet uh, realizes, uh, what we might all be familiar with, that Hanukkah is the only holiday that's not in Torah Shibichtav. It's the only holiday not recorded anywhere, of course, because it's post Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketubim. Uh, that's uh, unique. It's not so ironic because in my mind, that's what Hanukkah is. Hanukkah is the holiday of Torah Shba'al Peh. Hanukkah is not the holiday of just following Torah and mitzvot. Now, that's important. Hanukkah is the holiday in which tradition was at stake. Torah Shba'al Peh, our oral tradition, defines us as a people. We might fulfill the 613 mitzvot. But if we don't have a tradition with regards to how to do it, if we don't have something pulsating through our very core, defining for us who we are as a people, well then what are we? The Greek victory could and would have been will leave you alive. We'll even let you perform most of the mitzvot of the Torah, but you won't be Jewish. You won't be Am Yisrael because your very identity will be lost. We'll translate that Torah, that work of tradition which you read in the traditional sense, that'll be lost. Your traditions in terms of the way you speak about them, the traditions that you pass down, will be lost as well. It sounds like, okay, but we'd still continue to exist. On the other hand, we would exist as an altogether different people as a world that we live in, 
continuously reminds us that identity is significant, but we don't like your identity, Hanukkah is a time, in my mind, during which we double down on who we are as a people. It's the time during which we tap into our true traditions. The time during which we don't just rededicate ourselves to Torah and mitzvot, which is significant, but to everything that comes together with it. I've said it more than once. The Torah says, Ish imo ve'aviv tira'u tishmoru. It puts next to one another, kibud avaim or yirat avaim, having fear and awe of your parents, and shemirat ha-shabbat. And so the Gemara says, and Rashi cites it, it teaches us that if your parents tell you to go against Shabbat, you don't listen to them. Uh, there's another interpretation in my understanding of, and it goes like this. If you want to keep Shabbat, you might as well be honoring your parents because if you haven't followed their traditions, then your Shabbat, although you're following all the melachot and abstaining from them, even saying Kiddush and going to Knis, but Shabbat, if you're not following it based on tradition, is not Shabbat at all. What was it? What is it? It's a day on which you follow some laws. It's a day on which you abstain from doing some things. If it's missing the aura, if it's missing the spirit, the heart of the day, then it's not Shabbat at all. Hanukkah is the time during which we stop, we pause, we realize that as a people, we are, you know, in halakha, there's a concept known as minhag mevatel halakha. It sounds very jarring. How could a minhag, a tradition, go against halakha? If misunderstood, that's what it means. Alternatively, the very halakha that we practice is oftentimes defined by Go out and see what the people do. That defines who we are as a people. Our very identity was at stake on Hanukkah. A translation of the Torah from Hebrew, the traditional text, into Greek may have not lost the content. It would have lost the how you say it. It would have lost the very identity of who we are as a people. In truth, that's what we have on Hanukkah. We don't just light candles. The halakha is ner ish we light candles for a household because a household defines who we are as a people. It is our tradition. We don't just as individuals light the Hanukkah. We don't just as individuals celebrate this holiday. We realize this holiday is the holiday of the household. This holiday is the holiday in which we as families, but as individuals in the families, stop, pause, reflect, and think to ourselves what was it back then that Antiochus HaRasha, that the Greeks sought to root out from us, not our life as Haman and Purim, not our general observance of Torah, but they were okay with that. It was our identity, it was our bayit, it was who we are as a people, it was our pride as a nation. That in turn is what we pause and reflect in today, and say, so who we are, who are we as a people? It's true, in Israel, Hamas is looking to wipe us out as a people, Haman style. In America, it's a little bit more fine-tuned than that, it feels to me from time to time. It's not per se absolute genocide to the Jews. It is, on the other hand, maybe the Jews can fit in a little bit differently. It is, on the other hand, maybe what defines them as different can a little bit be lost. 
That is the message, I think, of Purim in terms of doubling down, reflecting upon, accepting, embracing, and realizing the significance of our minhagim, of our traditions, of our very identity as a people. To realize and to understand that is to then say, had the Torah, and it was so, been translated into Greek, that would have been a tragedy at a time like then. Contextually speaking, at a time when everyone is saying, why not lose your identity and you give up on that identity, give in to a translation into Greek, you're effectively giving up on who you are. Torah Shabbat Peh of Hanukkah, understanding that our tradition in terms of the oral sense, what we say to our children, what we were told by our parents is what defines us as a people above and beyond the Torah Shibichtav of all the other holidays is to truly appreciate and understand Hanukkah, the time of Ner Ishu Beto. Baruch Adonai Be'olam. Amen. Amen.